Hey everyone, welcome to Data Wonderman's ninth podcast. I hope everyone's having a great week, and let's get this podcast started. So we'll start this week's podcast by talking about inexpensive marketing ideas for small businesses. And the first thing you should note is gutting customers involves marketing your business. If you're producing small returns, you need to find effective, low-cost marketing methods that provide return on investment. So here's seven low-cost marketing ideas. Marketing on a small budget makes you prioritize what you spend on. And the first low-cost marketing idea is social media. You should encourage your customers to leave reviews on your profiles. When other customers come to your page, the first thing they will read is your reviews. And also post content that encourages people to buy from your business. Post photos of your products, coupon codes, and maybe even start a contest just to get your customers involved. Your second goal should be creating a website. When people search for your business, make sure your website shows up really high up on the Google search results. If people are looking for products and services, your website should be among the top results. You should use SEO to improve your website search results. And some really important tips for effective websites are they have clear information, easy to find location, hours, and contact information, at least basic information about your products and services, a few customer testimonials, and a blog. So now we'll talk about business partnerships. You should team up with local businesses to promote each other's business. Give a coupon to the other business, and you should promote each other's email list. Always look for complimentary business. Look for companies that sell a related product. An example of this could be sandwiches might promote an ice cream store or vice versa. Another great tool is vehicle branding. You should put decals on your windows or a sticker on your car. It could even be a magnet. This is free, cheap advertising and it's very cost effective for the amount of eyeballs that see the ad. Another tip would be sidewalk signs. If your business is located on a main street where a lot of pedestrians go, try putting a sign on the sidewalk outside your business. This generates a lot of views for free. Another tip is utilizing the local media. You should send out press releases and network with local reporters. If your business has something unique or newsworthy to share, you might get some free publicity. You should also market to existing customers. You know these people will buy from you, so you just need to know how to turn them into repeat customers. Our last tip is to start a customer referral program. You should give referrers free products or services or even a discount on their services. So now we'll talk about is your company prepared for the big data revolution? The power of data can enable better product creation, more accurate business forecasting, as well as less business risk and ensure more efficient and streamlined marketing and business systems.
Our last tip is to start a customer referral program. You should give referrers free products or services or even a discount on their services. So now we'll talk about is your company prepared for the big data revolution? The power of data can enable better product creation, more accurate business forecasting, as well as less business risk and ensure more efficient and streamlined marketing and business systems. A fun fact for this week is according to market research companies, 53% of companies use big data analytics in 2017, with telecoms and financial service industries leading the way at 87% and 76%. The need to analyze huge volumes of data is prompting the creation of new facilities and tools in Kenya. Big data analytics reviews data loads in thousands of gigabytes to detect patterns and characteristics and has no interest or capability to identify any one behavior. Data mining, which is a cool, cool thing I learned about this week, is designed to find out whether more people shop at 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. It does not chase personal data or metadata, which is removed due to relevance and because it is burdensome. According to the International Data Corporation, the big data market is expected to grow rapidly on an average of 11.7% a year to $203 billion by 2030. With the data boom, companies are building massive state-of-the-art centers to store the information. The future workforce will be able to create applications in real time that facilitate the creation of groundbreaking products and services. Consumers on their part will enjoy high-quality products and services that are specifically designed to their needs and behaviors, with enhanced av availability and convenience. And the future is really, really, really coming fast. Through in-depth analysis and understanding target market, businesses can hire and, and fine-tune their startup, creating additional jobs. And our, our third article for this week is the Instagram killer. Vero shoots to the top of the app charts as people search for new social media platform. With many users angry at Instagram's algorithm, people look elsewhere. Vero is a photo sharing app similar to Instagram. And it was launched by a Lebanese billionaire. Vero launched when the billionaire realized that many users were angry at Instagram's algorithm, Facebook's fake news problem, and the much-hated Snapchat update. The download rate for Vero has skyrocketed. Vero, which means authentic, offers a more authentic experience compared to competitors. Vero stands for the truth. It made sharing the stuff we love simpler and cleaner. You can listen to music and buy stuff right from the app. There are no ads, which means there's no algorithms. Vero stripped out advertising and put control back in the user's hands. There's no ads, and eventually there'll be a small subscription free. So right now it's free for the first million people who sign up. 
The company Vero avoids Facebook-style mass data collection on users. Vero only collects the data they believe is necessary to provide users with a great experience and to ensure the security of their accounts. So now we'll take a short break and we'll be back for the second half of our podcast. Stay tuned. So welcome to the second half of our podcast. And we'll start off the second half by discussing Instagram stories and how businesses can make the most of stories. This week, the host is Sue Zimmerman. She introduces Instagram stories and all the latest features. So our app of the week is um, an app called Calendly. And it's spelled C-A-L-E-R-N-D-L-Y. And it does have a Chrome extension. This app is an easy tool to to book your meetings and it also has a scheduling tool so you can create a calendar with availability for specific time frames and then actually have people go into their own browser and book a meeting based on your availability. You could accept a meeting by putting it on your calendar automatically. Calendly for Chrome allows you to have all your information right in your Gmail inbox. It is specific to Firefox and Chrome. They also offer a free plan on the application. So you can see all your calendar options, then have your availability up so people can click on the link and schedule with you. Again, Calendly is spelled C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y. You can go to the Chromecast extension store and just type the name in. Calendly for Chrome allows you to have all your information right in your Gmail inbox. It is specific to Firefox and Chrome. They also offer a free plan on the application. So you can see all your calendar options, then have your availability up so people can click on the link and schedule with you. Again, Calendly is spelled C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y. You can go to the Chromecast extension store and just type the name in. So our guest speaker for this week is Sue Zimmerman. And Sue Zimmerman is an expert marketer that helps businesses be successful on Instagram. The first topic she brings up is Instagram highlights. This lets you strategically name each of your highlights and brand them. The number of highlights is 11 to 12, and you shouldn't exceed the character limit. Whenever you create an Instagram story clip, you can save it as a highlight, and it stays there forever. It's almost like when you pin a post on Facebook. To get started, you should share a blog in your Instagram feed. And then highlight based on which of your Instagram stories gets the most views. Sue also mentioned Highlight Reel. This is sort of like a new blog and it brings followers to your blog. You should highlight with an introduction. This highlight should show who you are. 
You, you should also highlight to get more eyeballs. And in order um, to do some of these features, you need a business account and 10,000 or more followers on Instagram. You're also able um, to highlight your team, your events, or even your office. On highlights, you could change the name. Um, you could brand the cover with Canva, and this could represent your brand. To do this, add an image to your story, then add it to your cover photo. So Sue really recommends using Instagram Live. This is a dual broadcasting feature. You could share blog content, you could share exclusive content, you could make it really dynamic, you could bring in other people to actually talk on your live um, Instagram feed, you could do community engagement, and it has a specific number for live. So Sue does it with a blog, and she treats it almost like a launch. And she doesn't share it on social until her um, email list has seen it. And then two to three hours, she'll go live. She does an animated GIF and goes live for 45 minutes. And the guest component for live is you can invite people on the actual live stream. Um, she recommends putting two emoji faces on the bottom and she uses this to bring people in. When you have guests, it's good to tell them to have headphones in. And you should specifically arrange to have your guests straight off your email list so you know exactly who's coming into your live stream. Sue explains that allowing random guests can really ruin your reputation. When you go live, you can pin your title. Use an emoji along with your title. Emojis really get attention. So now we'll discuss hashtags and stories. The magic is in the hashtag. You can add up to 11 hashtags in your story. By adding a sticker in your story, your story will stand out more and it will become clearer. A story is, um, when using a story, less is best. You want it to be clear, simple, and easy to understand. It should take less than 15 seconds to understand your story. You can use a location hashtag or stickers. Always remember to use a hashtag that is relevant to your business and not a random one. It has to be intentional and strategic. Another way to look into analytics is use a location sticker. When you are doing stories, put the location of where you are broadcasting. This should attract audiences around you. You should also use an animated GIF. This is a movement in the images. You can search for anything. You don't really need a graphic designer according to Sue. Just type what you're looking for into the search box and use, um, use a GIF to be dynamic and entertaining. So when using GIFs, you can look at the story or clip and use GIFs to make your content entertaining. You want to be different than others post. You should tell a story with your GIF. Show something interesting in your business and always remember that people love movement. 
So you also have the ability to, to do text in your story. There are four different kinds of text styles. There's modern, typewriter, strong, and neon. The different kinds are based on your brand and what kind of typing you're trying to do to attract your various audience. So use these different types of, of um, text styles in order to make your content more interesting. Our overall message here is to use Instagram's various tools to further the brand. You should also focus on live interviews with guests. This really makes your, your content really engaging and interesting. So now we'll move on to startups.co. So this week we'll discuss seven things to figure out before planning a social media campaign. The first one is to know execution is everything. 90% of the work happens before you ever launch a single ad. Social media is a marketing tool and it's a pre-internet marketer's dream. Social media is virtually a complete directory of every consumer on the planet. As noted in the article, it's really important to never forget we are living in the future. You should note social media is a tool. Like any tool, it is only as good as how it is used and what it is used for. In social media advertising, execution is everything. And now we will take a closer look with Sarah Gulliger, a freelance marketing consultant. Sarah recommends the seven tips you should take before you hit launch on your next Facebook or Twitter campaign. You should know what your goals are, know what metrics you will track, identify your audience, have your funnel ready, you should determine your budget, create kick-ass creative, and test, 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 and optimize, optimize, optimize. The first rule of marketing is to live where your audience lives. Approximately 2-3 to three billion people on the planet use social media on a daily basis. Here are where social media advertising really shines. Social media really shines when you expand your funnel. This is when you run ads to expand the top of your funnel and drive both brand awareness and new leads. Companies often get stuck marketing to the same audience. With ads, you get to target new folks who have likely never heard of your brand. You should always stay on a user's radar. Social media campaigns can be a great way to keep your brand top of mind with potential customers who are familiar with your brand, but not quite ready to make the buy. You should also refine your audience targeting and messaging. Social media is a flexible medium. It is great for testing and refining messaging. Your first step should, is to know your goals. You should establish your goals before you launch any campaign. The more specific your goals, the better. Your second step should be choosing your metrics. You should use metrics to determine how successful your campaign is. And some example of metrics is reach, engagement, link clicks, conversations, or even cost per acquisition. 
Your third step should be identifying your audience. You should decide who you are going to target and how you, you'll know if you have targeted them. An example of this is retargeting, lookalike, interest, and demographics. The fourth step is to have your funnel ready. You should understand where social media fits into the puzzle and make sure the other pieces are always in place. Your fifth step will be determining your budget. Lower spends mean you'll need longer to collect sufficient and insightful data. You should test and then figure out your top performers. Use your money to market to them. Your sixth step should be creating kick-ass creative. Know who your ad is targeting, then keep an eye on your ad's relevance and uniqueness. And your last step should be to test, 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 optimize, optimize, and optimize. You should always be adjusting yourself to keep your campaign on course. So this will conclude our podcast, and I hope to see you back next week. Thanks for tuning in.